Good morning, Renewal. My name is Derek Puckett. I'm the lead pastor here at Renewal Church of Chicago, and I just want to simply say welcome to you all. I want to say welcome back to some of our college students. I know you're in the building, and you're continually trickling back in throughout uh, the next few weeks, as well as folks that have been gone for better parts of the summer. Thank you for coming back and being here with us. If you're new with us, I want to say welcome. I want to reiterate what Tony said. If you didn't get everything from his St. Louis accent, you know, Yelp, instead of Yelp, it's Yep, you know, and all of that. You know, I love Tony. He's hilarious. That's my boy. But if you didn't get all of that, you, if you weren't here, fill out this Connect card. Please fill this out. Well, we do this, we do this as a staff. We pray for you every week. We want to know who you are. I also get the chance to call you guys and hopefully sit down and get to know who you are a little bit. If you're new to the city, which a lot of us are new to the city, we've just moved here, um, or we're trying to figure out how to get involved in community. We want to know how to serve at our church or get involved at renewal. Fill this out, indicate that on the card, put it in the offering basket. If you didn't get one of these, they're outside on the info table right outside these doors, right in the back of the sanctuary. So get one and you can fill it out and leave it right there on that table. We'd love to hear from you guys. So please fill that out. But thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Before we get into the sermon today, I got a few announcements. We're taking a, a little break from Jonah just this week. Next week, we'll jump back into Jonah chapter 3. So maybe if you missed the first two weeks when I was preaching through Jonah, you can catch up now. You can get caught up to where we are. Read the book. I said, keep on reading that. It takes you about 15 minutes a day. Let the Word of God just marinate all over your heart and let Him mess with it a little bit. Let the Holy Spirit have His way in your heart, and, and hopefully He'll prepare you for what you have to hear on Sundays when you come here in, in community with us. So we'll be back in Jonah chapter 3 next week. Um, this week, I, I'm, I'm excited to hear the speaker this morning. I'm not going to tell you yet, but i got a few announcements before we get there. Um, yesterday, this week, we've been kind of serving all over the place. I think one of the big things for renewal this year, as you know, our, our three-part vision is to renew hearts by the power of the gospel, rebuild lives through discipleship, and the last one is to release people for city impact. Yesterday, we started, we, we got to do that, and one of the things is to be able to not just be in this school of Wells. This is a high school we're in right now. As much as, as great as it looks, and it's all of us here coming in for Sunday morning, this is still a high school, and it's an underserved high school in our city. I think occupancy is about 1,600 or so, and they may have 400 students in here. That means they need our hand. They need our hands. They need our help. They need us to come alongside them. I think they don't necessarily have a principal right now, assistant principal, so we want to love on this school. We, we don't want to just be in the school using the school, but part of our vision is to impact the city. So if we're going to be in a place that needs us right now, let's impact this school. Let Wells High School be a better school because we're in it. Amen. Amen. So let, let's do that. And yesterday we got a chance to do that. We came into the school, about 20 or so of us, and, and we painted some classrooms. I think we might have some pictures of that. We painted some, painted some rooms. We made all of these signs. On the first day of school, um, the students come down. They come through that courtyard where we have our barbecues, and we're going to be holding up signs. So if you're interested in that, please sign up. Get to see Dan or sign up on the welcome table back there. We want to we just blanket that whole area and just say, welcome to the students. For some of these students walking here, that might be their first time they got to welcome all, all night and day. So when you give them a hug, it's, it's like hugging them, like you, you, you're a parent to them in a way. You're, you're giving them a welcome. So, and that was, one of, that was me growing up. And so your pastor, if it wasn't for people like Sean, who you're going to hear about in a minute, family, I wouldn't be preaching. I wouldn't be speaking in front of you guys. So let's show up and let's show out. Let's show off the love of God to this school and let this school be better because we're here. Secondly, Breakthrough 
You guys know Organization Breakthrough, we've talked about it a little bit. They serve here in the city um, to underprivileged and, and poor here in the city that need meals as well as places to get back on their feet, um, job, uh, relocation, recertification, all that stuff that they need to do there. But what we're going to do in a couple, in about a few weeks, and you won't forget this date, okay, because it's the anniversary weekend. So the night before, we're going to have a big old dance, all right? 15th of September, we're going to have a big dance. But the, night a- the day after that, I'm going to ask you to get up at 7 in the morning. <laughs> Y'all weren't too happy about that one, huh? 7 in the morning, we're going to do a hunger walk with Breakthrough. Um, y'all, y'all, I'm not playing. Come on. Hunger walk. The next morning, it's going to be in Jackson Park. It's going to be an awesome time. We've done this for the last three years or so. Every person that signs up, Breakthrough gets credit for the Chicago Food Depository, and this is how they feed people in the communities around us. They feed the homeless out there. So we partner with Breakthrough, as well as doing monthly manor meals with them and things of that nature to, to help and, and, and feed the homeless and people in our city that, that need help. So I want everybody to sign up. Let's, it's a, I don't know, if, I think it may be like a five, uh, three, two mile walk, two mile walk. We're gonna walk around Jason, Jackson Park. If, you, if you're super zealous, you can run. But I'm not running. Y'all can walk with me, all right? It's going to be an awesome time in Jackson Park. So please sign up today right there on that info table outside. The last thing, and this is going to allude to our speaker this morning, is um, Sean. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. He works for GTS, also known as Grip the School. Um, We partner with Grip on multiple levels. Some of you guys are involved at their SLAM ministry where you go out Monday night and you're mentoring students life on life throughout the week. But some of you guys have partnered and been a part of what Sean does, and they come in here, this school and a couple other schools in the city, do after-school programs. He knows everybody in this school, and, and you walk your presence on this school, uh, and you're able to come in and you walk and do life with the students here, and they need us in this school. So I'm looking forward to what he's going to hear, because this Life on Life discipleship, it changed my life. It took mentors like him coming into my life and speaking life into me, as well as walking me through the Word of God that I'm here today. So I'm looking forward to hearing Sean this morning. Um, if you're interested in that, he's going to have a table outside. I'd love for you to go sign up with him. We have multiple outlets for us to be able to outreach and, and get involved in the city. So there's no excuse. It's all here, right? So Sean's going to be out there. You can learn more info about that and get from him. But without further ado, let's have Sean come to the stage. Would you give him a warm renewal welcome? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good morning, Renewal. It's funny, I, I normally, if I'm ever in this place talking about anything, I'm looking at a bunch of high school students that are like, what do you have to tell me? And I'm like, I see a lot of smiles today. That's a little bit different than sometimes what's in here. But I'll tell you, there, there is an amazing, amazing opportunity that you all have before you that I've been, I've been, in, I've been a part of for seven years. This is my seventh year volunteering in this high school right here. And uh, I remember just before the service, I was outside, I was on the phone with a prayer warrior friend of mine in North Carolina. I just started like getting emotional. I'm like, God, there is a church in this school on Sundays. And I have the privilege to be able to be like, if you want to be in here during the week, I will let you in to do anything you want. Full principal and administration approval from after school programs to before school greeting to prayer meetings to after school Bible studies to chess clubs, debate teams, teacher aides, security, hanging out in the dean's office, working with the social worker. It's all open. But I've known Derek and Renewal since he planted Renewal in the city. I got to meet up with him when he was new here in the city and we started talking and he was like, that's what I want to be 
a part of. I want to be a part of the schools. I want to be a part of the community where we're planting this church. And so now, you know, years later, we, I get the privilege to be able to come and officially say, here we go. I'm opening the door. So it is exciting to be here with you guys. I know that you guys are under solid expositional Bible teaching with Derek. I know that in Luke, and I know that you guys are loved on by one another. There's a strong community here. I know a few of you. Um, Chica and Ify have served with uh, Grip the School at Al Raby High School, which is another high school in the city. Um, yeah. <laughs> Garfield Park. Um, and so it's just exciting to be with you guys this morning. But um, thank you for serving Wells High School yesterday. We super appreciate it. I know that's a huge blessing to the staff. Um, I want to show you a two-minute, 56-second video that it's a portion of a video that will show you a little bit more of what we do. So check out the screen behind me. The mission of Grip the School is to recruit volunteers from local churches and equip them to serve under-resourced Chicago public schools on a practical level in order to walk life on life with students. We do this by connecting volunteers as teacher aides, admin support, assisting in sports and music lessons, and leading after-school programs such as debate and chess clubs, while hosting prayer meetings and supporting student-led Bible studies. You know, our, our kids seem to just respond really well to GRIP. People from GRIP, um, GRIP does a good job of getting volunteers that are actually, you know, engaging and interesting and they want to talk to our kids. Um, our kids sometimes don't always get like that sort of feedback from adults where they have someone who's like excited just to see them. The majority of our students come from a lot of trauma. Um, there is a lack of guidance at home. It's not your normal, ideal um, family structure. And I feel that GRIP provides that guidance. Um, some of the students that they work with who would have dropped out otherwise have decided to stay in school and get their high school diploma. As a teacher, there's just one of me, and then often in my classrooms, I'll have 30, 31, 32, and GRIP volunteers make really personal connections and relationships with students. Then learning becomes personal, um, and there's somebody there that cares for them, and it carries outside of the classroom. If I had to describe my relationship with Chica in one word, it would be awesome. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> We do a lot about my college stuff. Like she helped me with my applications, my personal statements. She like advised them and edited them for me. Um, I remember we were going over college applications and she was saying that she was not smart enough to be a nurse. Um, and I'm a nurse and I was like, yo, you can do anything. Like you shouldn't limit yourself. If you work hard and if you apply yourself, you can do anything. To me, like I had to like really like instill the, the idea that Nothing is impossible. She always tell me, you're beautiful, you're strong, you can do it. Like, she always encouraged me to do better, so. This is more like a lifelong thing. Um, I want to always be that person who she can depend on. We know that we have a dependable organization, a group of caring individuals, a group of supportive individuals who will be there for students, not just in the classroom or not just in the hallways or at lunchtime, but a group of individuals who are truly committed to walking life on life with students. While our mentors are serving the needs of Chicago public schools each week, our ultimate goal is for them to build life on life relationships with students that extend outside the walls of the school. 
So that's our heart. Our heart is that it's not just the hands and feet of Jesus within the school, but it's stepping into relationships with students where you invite them into your life. You walk with them and they in turn invite you into their life. And it's like this mutual life-giving experience that stretches you. I mean, it stretched me. Uh, I have a, a couple, I'll show you this picture right here. This is uh, Jamal and Israel and Tommy. And um, I met them here in the school, walking the halls. Uh, Jamal, actually Israel on the far left, I met him six years ago in uh, the lunchroom, in the cafeteria. I was hanging out in the lunchroom. Uh, he was invited by one of our volunteer security guards to a Bible study that we were just starting in the school called The Refuge. And he came to the Bible study to find some cute girls. And he realized once he was there, he's like, well, there's one cute girl here, but uh, these people like listened to me. And we started talking about father issues and life issues. And he ended up opening up that his father had died about seven years prior to that time and how much he just not having that dad around. He had never opened up to anybody really about those parts of his heart. And so he is kind of like, I love this guy, man. He's been, we've been walking together for six years. It's been amazing. Jamal, in the middle, he walked up to me because I had a PlayStation and a grocery bag, and I was walking it to our room where we were starting an after-school uh, poetry club with some poets and that wanted to just give once a week, a couple hours after school to use poetry with students. And he was like, what is that? I was like, this is a PlayStation. Who are you? And he goes, I'm Jamal. And he goes, who are you? I said, I'm Sean. I said, you know, we, we do a Bible study here in the school. Are you interested? He was like, man, I'm an atheist. I'm like, really? I said, why are you so mad at God? And he was like, I'm not mad at God. I don't believe in God. I'm like, well, I don't believe in atheists. So we should probably talk because like, this would be really cool to have some dialogue. And he ended up going, you guys do anything else in the school? And I was like, yeah, we do a poetry club, you know, the lab. And so he's, oh man, I'm an artist and I really want to work with poetry too. And I want to like expand my horizons. I'm like, well, you know, poetry and art, you know, great career, right? You know, not for everybody. I was an actor, so I'm not smashing the arts. I get it. But he came anyway and he ended up within a couple weeks came to the Bible study. He heard the teachings of Jesus. And about a month later, he looked at me. And this doesn't happen all the time. Like, this is not like the poster child for Grip Outreach for Youth mentorship. But he did say, he was like, I think I'm falling in love with Jesus. I'm like, what? Like, the church don't even talk like that. Like, what do you mean you're falling in love with Jesus? Amen, you're falling in love with Jesus. And he ended up meeting Jesus, like literally getting saved about four months later. And he's been, I've been walking with him for five years. And then uh, Tommy, the guy on the, the right side, and this is a picture from about a year and a half ago. This is a picture from about five years ago. Tommy was crazy. I met him in the dean's office of Wells High School. He was a little shorty and he's just running around. Like the whole school, you're just like, what is this kid's problem? Well, he, mom was not really nurturing at home. And he had three other brothers in the house. When I took him home one night um, with his mother's approval from a phone call, he, there was nobody home. And it was like 1030 at night after our slam program. And he was locked out. So I'm sitting there with pizza for the family. And he's, we're in the middle of like Englewood. And I'm like, I ain't letting you out of the car. You know, I'm just not letting you out. I'm going to hang out here. I'm calling my wife. I'm like, I'm not going to be home for a while, you know. And I'm like, I'm just going to hang with you. And, you know, five years later, he's in the job corps right now in Wisconsin. He's doing really well. Um, and so praise God for life on life. And they've let me into their, their families. And I've grown as a white dude from Florida that had no idea of what, like, the inner city of Chicago was all about. They have brought me in and taught me so much about about injustice and about pain and about um, the, 
the lack of opportunity that people get and this whole white privilege thing's real. Like, it just is. It just is. And I'm learning so much about all this. And I'm just like, dang. Like, thank God. Like, God led me into the lives of young men that could help me learn and help me grow. So this life on life thing is real, y'all. And I, if you have one hour free every Wednesday from 8 to 9 a.m., we can plug you in. If you have three days free during 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. during a lunch break or whatever, we can plug you in. There's a way to serve the school. And I'm going to share with you more about that at the end of the service. But um, God kind of got in my business um, the other night when I was preparing this. And he was like, I don't want you to talk a lot about Grip the School. I want you to speak to renewal. And I was like, okay, all right. So um, I want to encourage you that the, well, one, one quick note about GTS, and this is really for renewal as well. In Matthew 20, 28, do you know what Jesus's recipe for how he did his mission work in the city, in the, in the world was? Do you know Matthew 20, 28? The disciples were like, man, who's going to sit on the right and the left? You know, actually the mother's like, hey, can my boys sit on your right and your left in the kingdom? And he's like, whoa, this is not at all what I do here, you know? He's slapping, you know, James and John like, what, why are you not learning from me? But the reality was, he goes, listen, the Gentiles lorded over you. The Gentiles exercise authority over you in their leadership. But if you want to be great in the kingdom, which you all are asking, can I have your right and left seat? You know, he said, you got you to gotta learn to be a servant. And then he said, because the son of man came not to be served, yeah. but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And they're like, okay, you know, and like, but the reality is that's us too. We want to be served. We have our agendas. Renewal has its agenda. You're in this school. Yesterday, you had an agenda. Come in and let's like paint and all this type of thing. But I'm talking about like dying even to that agenda and going, where can I serve you to anybody in the city? That's the method of why we step into a school and go, principal, assistant principal, where can we serve you? We're here. We're a church. We're going to be here for a long time. As long as the school's here, we want to be here. That's the heart behind GTS and the schools. It's a work of justice and a work of righteousness in the city. Because everywhere you walk, you bring the Spirit of God with you. Because the Spirit of God is living in you. And you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world, whether you feel like it or not. We got to learn how to die to our own agendas. And so I wanted to remind you, this is super cool because I, I, I'm growing. Even as I was preparing this, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to stick to my notes so I don't take 45 minutes. I'm supposed to take 30 minutes. And I think I've got like 20 left. Renewal is all about renewing hearts through the gospel. Amen. It's about rebuilding lives through discipleship. Yes, Lord. Right? And it's about releasing people to city impact. How are you going to do that? How's a bunch of people that I'm looking at, myself included, how are we going to be released into the city for kingdom impact. The Lord spoke to me the other night. He speaks. Jesus said, hey, if you're, you know, my sheep hear my voice, they follow me. So if he's not speaking to you, let's, let's ask him to, right? But he spoke to me and he said, I want you to have a very honest and candid conversation with renewal. 
So this is not going to be expositional Bible teaching. This is going to be scriptural truth washing us as a family. Can we do that? How are you going to release people to City Impact in Chicago? Well, you got to know. That's why I'm the title of the morning. You got to know. You just, you got to know. You got to know who you are. Do you know who you are? Because a lot of us, especially if Moody students, raise your hand, Moody students. That's what got me to Chicago. I was a youth pastor in South Florida, moved to Chicago to go to Moody just to stop, receive, and go back home. Well, that was 12 years ago. What happens sometimes is we don't know who we are. And I'm not just talking about Moody students, but even believers in the church, we don't feel everything this thing tells us we're, we are. Because we're so instant gratification, everything that we want, everything 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 we need, everything we want. You know, like if we don't, if we don't feel something, that can't be true. Well, that, welcome to the Garden of Eden when the serpents lie into Eve. Same scheme, same scheme. You can't trust that God's really good. He's withholding from you. Yeah, you're right. I feel like he is withholding from me. You're not supposed to trust how you feel. You're supposed to trust who you are. And this is who you are, Renewal. You are designed by God. Individually. You're set up, those of you who have trusted Jesus, you have been set apart by grace not by law. You've been lifted up, placed apart for divine purposes. That's who you are. You, you've been designed. You've been set apart by grace. You've been called as salt of the earth and light of the world. You are children. Yes, the toughest dude in here is I'm a man. You are a child of God. <laughs> A child of God. Now, guess what that means? You've been united with Christ. Everything that Jesus is, you've been united because he came into you. You came into him, and there's this weird union thing happening. Regardless of how you feel, that's who you are. You are united with Christ. You are more than a conqueror through him who loved you and gave himself up for you. Through him, not on your own. You ain't more than a conqueror on your own. Lord, have mercy. Go out there on your own and try to be more than a conqueror in Chicago. <laughs> Come on. It's through him. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. You're, the old stuff is gone. Well, see, that's just semantics because the sinful nature is still present. But the no, he said you're a new creation. Old things have passed away. It's just your flesh reminding of you of who you used to be. That thing was crucified on the cross with Christ. Galatians 2.20 said, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. I don't understand theological circles that don't get what Paul taught. You are a new creation. You need to have your mind catch up with who you really are. You are members of a body. By the way, you're fully loved. You don't need the arms of some dude or some gal on the street or in your job or in your school to affirm your identity of who you are. You're already loved by the one that created the entire universe. Like how much more acceptance do you want? This is why we're insecure. I was an actor, man. I love this. When that came, I was like, hallelujah, I feel good. 
And then I'd go home and I'm like, I'm still like, oh, I need, I need more, I need more, I need more. That's why artists have so much pain because most artists have insecurity that the enemy fans into flame to keep them locked into their pain. But man, the artists that know who they are in Christ, fully accepted, fully loved, there is freedom when they do their art. Film, TV, music, poetry, dance. Like nothing holds them back because they're secure in who they are in Christ. I'm going all over the place, but you're loved. You're fully loved by God. You're of infinite value, but I'm the, I'm the result of a rape, Sean. My dad walked out on me when I was eight years old. My mom tells me all the time, you want me just like your father. Lies. Lies from the pit of hell using the people that should love you the most and not speak lies to you. They don't even know they're being used. You're of infinite value, church. You are members of a body. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. You are a member of a body, not of renewal, of Jesus. He's the head. Renewal's just a part. And the renewal's not even renewal. Renewal's a whole bunch of members of the body where Jesus is the head. Wherever he turns, let's go. Whatever he says, let's do it. I don't feel it. Let's go anyway because the Holy Spirit's going to use me. Like this is, guys, this is the gospel. You're not your own. You're not your own. Who, you got to know in order to release people to city impact, you have to know that you are who you are and you're members, not just of a body, you're members of a kingdom. And this kingdom will not be shaken. This kingdom, Christ is reigning now. He said, the kingdom is at hand. It's not in the future. It is now and in the future. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, you are members of a kingdom where Christ is reigning as king now and he has good works set apart for you since before the foundation of the world that you are to walk in those good works. You got to know who you are. You're a bride. Guys are like, what? You're a bride of Christ. Christ is the bridegroom. I'm married. I love my bride. When I, walk, when I actually wanted to walk down the aisle toward her, and then people are like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, oh, man, because the, bride is coming to, the bridegroom's coming to the bride. He's coming, and he will return and take a bride. And guess what? He loves the bride, not like earthly bridegrooms love their brides. They want some. You know, it's like, no, 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 no. Jesus doesn't need anything. He is pouring himself, lavishing his love out on you and me and welcoming us into a bridal reality where he's going to usher in the kingdom one day. Fully. You cannot release people into city impact unless you know who you are. Because you will disciple bondage into people. You got to know Whose you're not. You are not an accident. You are not a result of a primordial soup that just happened to create human beings after a chain of animal species. You are not a random person who decided in your wisdom to move to Chicago <laughs> to make money, to be successful according to the world system and eventually retire. 
You're not a student just passing through Chicago on your way to your future ministry. I spoke to an alumni chapel at Moody and man, it, it was hard. Holy Spirit was so heavy on my heart. I was shaken. Not because I was nervous about speaking, but because I had to say some stuff. And I looked at them, I said, ministry is not what you're gonna go do someday. It is your roommate in your dorm now as they're looking at porn on the other side of the wall, learning how to love and serve and walk with them now. Ministry is not the future. Ministry is not a title. Ministry is not a position. Ministry is not formal. Ministry, ministry is, means service. Christ came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life away. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not just a island. You're not an island. That's why church can't be done with popping in once a week to a service where you hear some creative, funky guy like make you laugh and say amen, and you walk out like you're not an island. You, you're not an island, whether you feel like it or not. You're, you're actually meant to live not an isolated life. You're meant to live not a self-centered, narcissistic life. That's not who you are. And you're not what you do either. So don't hear me telling you, oh, I just can't wait to recruit you for grip at the end of this message. No, that's why the Lord is like, you're going a different direction. I'll call the people I want to work at, serve at grip. You're gonna minister to your brothers and sisters. And I said, yes, daddy. You are not what you do. Your worth, your value, your purpose is not in what you do. It's who you are secure in Christ. You gotta know, if you're gonna release people for City Impact, you gotta know who you are and who's you're not. Or who you're not, excuse me. You gotta know who you are and who you are not. The, th the next thing you gotta know is you gotta know whose you are. And I've already talked a little bit about that, but you are sons and daughters of a, an amazing dad. He's a father to the fatherless, ladies and gentlemen. And there are men, grown men, grown women that look like they got it all together and they are wounded. It's called woundedology. Even how you relate God, dear God in the heaven, we pray God in the name of Yeshua that you would help us to walk into your presence. Come, he's like, come here, come here. Jesus called me Abba, you call me Abba. That's all he prayed to me. He said, daddy. And he's like, come on, come close. Come close, Chip. Come. Get, oh, quit with your religious stuff. Get in here. Let me talk with you, son. Let me talk with you, daughter. That's the beauty of your sonship in Christ. That's your inheritance. It's not just for heaven. It's now, your sons and daughters now. Some of us are really wounded and pain-stricken. The Father wants to heal us in his arms with his acceptance and his affirmation by grace. It's a gift. Come receive it, all of it. You can go deep, high, long, wide. You can't ever get to the end. That's why he said, I pray, Paul said, I pray that you would know the love of Christ that surpasses your knowledge. No, knowledge, what, what? I thought that's the same thing. No, he said, I want you to know the love of Christ that surpasses your intellectual knowledge. Know like a bridegroom knows the bride intimately. You got to know whose you are, your sons and daughters of a father that will never forsake, never abandon, never withhold his love and his guidance from you. He will never do that. 
If you feel that he is, you're believing a lie. He just wants you to press in a little bit closer. He never withholds his love and his guidance from any of his children. He's a defender of widows. He's a defender of orphans. He's a father to the fatherless. He's a wonderful God. He's an almighty king. He's the creator who designed you and pre-appointed you in where you would live and where you would go. That's why you're not in Chicago by accident. He chose you to go to Chicago. You didn't rebel against your family. I'm moving to Chicago. God's like, you're coming to Chicago. Now the circumstances around it, all right, but you're here. He pre-appoints your boundaries in your dwelling places that you will seek him and perhaps find him. And he's called you to be a follower of his son. Come on, y'all. If we don't look like who we're following, we're not following them. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta get that. We have to get that. We say we're following, but if we don't look anything like the person we're following, that guy's, you're not following. He's called us, the Father has called us to be a follower of his Son, who is the King of the kingdom. See, here, you'll only follow Jesus when you've tasted and seen how good he really is. You don't follow him because someone tells you to. Nobody ever follows anybody just because they're made to, because you'll eventually stop following you follow when you taste and see how good he is. Jesus is Lord, y'all. Jesus is our big brother. He is our faithful friend. He is the king of heaven who knows you perfectly. And he's a bridegroom who's betrothed to you, his bride, and he's coming back for you. So you got to know whose you are. But you also got to know whose you're not. You are not children of the devil any longer. You are not children of the prince of the power of the air, the father of lies, you, that, you do not report to him as dad any longer. Sometimes we still do because we don't know whose we really are. We are not followers of the one who walked in such pride and arrogance that he wanted to receive worship and be exalted himself as God. We are not living in the domain of darkness with him. We, you are not. That's not whose you are. You're light in the midst of darkness. And here's, here's a hard thing. He is a very real enemy, y'all. Yes, he's on a leash. Yes, God is sovereign. Yet all that is true. But guess what? He's ticked. He knows his time is short. Just like my time is short meaning I got to finish up. He's a very real enemy who resists the mission of people released to city impact. He will resist that mission in this church. And here's the other thing. James 3 wisdom tells you two different types of wisdom. Listen, you need to live not in the wisdom of the world. When you make decisions based upon selfish ambition and vain conceit, that is literally, it says, demonic wisdom. I'm making this decision because this is what I need. This is what is going to be best for me, and I'm the best at it. That's literally demonic. That's what James 3 says. You can read James 3 to see the heavenly wisdom that comes from the heaven 
if you want to kind of contrast it. But y'all, you got to know who you are and who you're not. You got to know whose you are and whose you are not. And you got to know where you are. You know where you are? Among other things, you're in Chicago. For sure, it's home. For some, it's home. For some, people view Chicago as a city of incredible brokenness, racism, corruption, and violence. Those are true characteristics of some in the, the city of Chicago. But y'all, this is a place rich with opportunity, rich with diversity, rich with the nations are here. Rich, it's a true city with incredible potential. And God loves the city of Nineveh. Jonah just got vomited last week, okay? And next week, you guys are going to be told what he does when he gets in the city. And it's not by error that God is calling us right now to this in-between week. Because you're about to go into Nineveh, y'all. For some of you, you view it as Nineveh. I don't want to, I don't want to. I just want to do what I do here and get out to the burbs. We're going to have white picket fences, three kids, safe home, safe family, and never be needy for God to use me in a broken place. I'm not saying the suburbs, white picket fence, three kids and car is wrong. I'm not saying that. But for some, you're not called to that. That's your earthly wisdom talking. For some, you're called right here, right now. God loves the city because the city is filled with people, y'all. And wherever there's more people, God loves it more. I'm not saying he has greater love for the city than the suburbs. I'm not saying that. Or greater for the city than the rural cornfields of Iowa. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he loves people. And where there's more people, there's more opportunity to love. But you also got to know where you're not. Renewal, you are not in an isolated church building. You're not in a church that is built in the middle of nowhere. You are in a high school, in the middle of a neighborhood, in the middle of a city. This building is filled with teachers, staff, and faculty, students. It is saturated with people, human beings, some that know their identity, some that don't. And I want to encourage you you were meant to be in Chicago in 2017 for such a time as this. Ify, I know you're leaving in December. But while you're here, you are called here. Listen, some of you, where are you? I'm a student. Some of you, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a designer, I'm a musician, I'm a nurse, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I'm a husband, I'm a pastor. Wherever you are, you are there placed by God. So I'm asking you, know who you are there. Know whose you are there and be there fully coming not to be served, but to serve whoever God's placed you around. And I'm telling you, there will be ministers raised up like you wouldn't believe because as you learn to serve, you'll just want it more. You'll keep serving. Serving's addicting. Ministry's addicting, not, not for the, but because when you see God do something in your midst that's super stinking natural, you want more of his kingdom. You will expect him to show up all over the place because he's in you. Last thing, then I got to get out of here. You got to know what you have. And the key is in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Listen, you, gotta, you, you have an inheritance, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are in Christ Jesus. You have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You have the grace 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have the unconditional love of daddy. That's yours. And I pray that you know what you have so that when you walk out of this building and you look at your neighbors in here and you go back to your block or your street or your home or your workplace, you're aware that you've got him. See, at the end of the day, we gotta know him. The intimacy that you can have with the Father and the Son by the Spirit will propel you by grace to be released into the city for impact. Please stand. It's a tradition at renewal to stand in the reading of the word. And I want us to see what the word of God says of who we get the privilege to intimately know. Look at this. The Father has delivered us from the domain of darkness. He has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. The rest that we're about to talk about is all about Jesus. In whom, Jesus, we have redemption. We have the forgiveness of sins. It's not something you beg him for. He's given it to you if you're in him. You just confess in order to receive it. It's already yours. You confess to one another to be healed, but you confess to him to be forgiven. We have the forgiveness of sins. Guys, he, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus. That's why when we follow him, people should see him in us. Because if we're following God in human flesh, shouldn't people be looking at us and seeing glimpses of Jesus, who is God? That's why we can't do it our way. We can't be a church that keeps doing it our way and building our mission. We as one body are a part of his kingdom. He is the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and... <laughs> For him, not for yourself. You got it all. You've gotten the full inheritance. But we're for him. You guys can play. Go ahead. And he is before all things. And in him, and you are in him, the scriptures say, in Christ, all things hold together. And he is the head of his body, the Big C Church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. There ain't a touch of God that hasn't dwelt in Jesus. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether in heaven, on earth, making peace. Jesus, we need your peace in Chicago. He made his peace by the blood of his cross. 
The only way we can be released into this city for impact, you got to know who you are. You got to know where you are. You got to know whose you are. You got to know what you have and you got to know him intimately. Wherever he places you, you're on mission. This sounds really odd. Sit down for a moment. Now, let me just talk a little bit about what GRIP does. If this is part of what you feel released to do, you can be a part. SLAM is a program on Monday nights that we have at Moody. It goes from October to April. We have a lot of volunteer opportunities with that. The commitment is from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Monday nights if you are a referee, a security guard, or an administrative support. Or if you're a videographer, a photographer, we capture every single Monday night through video edits together for the next week's presentation. It's sports and team building. It's powerful. It's exciting. The gospel's presented every week. And then we have a volunteer coach role. The coach is someone that walks with a young man or woman that they meet through SLAM. Three hours on Monday, and then we encourage you to build with that student life on life three to four hours a week outside the walls. That's SLAM. GTS is here in the school, Wells and Al Raby. I, by faith, believe we're going to be in Marshall High School this year. I'm also training churches to do the same vision in their own school. But here's the deal with that. Whatever your availability is, whatever your skill set is, whatever your slot of time is, if you're just a prayer warrior that can pray via email or be here for our prayer meeting on Thursday mornings, whatever it is, you can serve in a school. Separation of church and state is a demonic counterfeit used to invoke fear within the church to do nothing. We don't care about that here. And the unbelieving principle that I serve here doesn't either because she has told me in the privacy of her office, thank you for praying for me. Thank you for serving us. See, when you do Jesus's way, kings bow down. You come up from underneath and you serve. Very different than a lot of churches, unfortunately. But when you follow Jesus, he knows how to bring you into the offices of people that need him more than you could ever dream. If you're interested, Brooke Roskam, can you wave your hand? Stand up. This is Brooke. Brooke is our GTS coordinator. She and I will be at the, at the table afterwards. Please come see us. But regardless, wherever you are placed, know him there and be dependent on him there. Stand with me. I'm going to pray Colossians 1, 9 through 12 over you, and then I'm stepping away. Father God, I pray that from the day that I heard that renewal would be launched, I thank you, God. I pray and ask that you'd help me to pray without ceasing for them, that they would be filled with the knowledge of your will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So they would walk in a manner worthy of you, Lord, fully pleasing to you, bearing fruit in every good work that you designed for them, increasing in the intimate, relational, experiential knowledge of you, God. Strengthen this church, God, with all power, according to your glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. And we give you thanks, Father. You're a good dad. You're an amazing daddy. And you've qualified us to share in the inheritance of all the other saints in the light. Amen.